0: We now come to the reading of God's word. So my request everyone to please open your Bibles to the book of Hebrews in the New Testament. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 9. We are going to read our theme verse, our memory verse. So let's all stand as we read this in unison. Hebrews 6, 9. Ready, go. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. Praise God for his word. Please be seated. So we have successfully leaped from year 2020 to 2021. And we are talking about hope. Let me start with this probing question. Which situation do you prefer? A serious situation but not hopeless? Or a hopeless situation but not serious? (laughs) You're confused. Which do you think is better? A serious situation but not hopeless? Or a hopeless situation but not serious? Okay. Of course, we should prefer the first one. Brethren, no matter how serious a situation can be, if you have a glimpse of hope, you know, that's the better choice. Who could be the most miserable people in the world today? The poor? Those who are sick, the jobless, or the normal, the normal people, but then there is no glimpse of hope. Friends, hope is as essential to life as air and water. We need hope every day. We need hope to survive. Even for most doctors, hope is the most important medicine that they want to give to their patient. As long as the patient has hope, there will always be a chance for healing. That's what we need today, hope. And that is why the theme of our church this year is hope. Because we want to give hope to everyone. And the good news is this, There is hope. Our lesson today is a continuation of what we have started last January 1, if you were here. And by the way, those who missed that message, it's available in our uh, Facebook page so that you can review because that will serve as an introduction to this year's theme. So why hope? So we are going to talk this morning about the benefits of hope, why hope is important to each of our lives, why we need to share this message of hope to the world. Now, of course, the Philippines at 2020 was filled with so many challenges, storms, the pandemic, so many things. It has really struck us at the core, but somehow we survived. Because we have hope. And there is hope for this new year. But what is hope? We have learned that, you know, hope can be used in different ways. Like uh, last, last Friday, we talked about different ways people use the word hope. Normally, hope is just a psychological wishing. You know, you, you hope. Wish, wishful thinking. I hope that it will not rain this afternoon. I hope that life is going to become better this year. Psychological thing. But that's not the hope we're talking about in the Bible. And there is another way, optimistical kind of hope, expectant hope, being positive, optimism, be optimistic in the way we live. Well, that is right. But as I have said last Friday, sometimes, Optimism is not in touch with reality. You can be so optimistic but still experience bad days. But hope, the biblical hope that we're talking about is certain hope. It is certain hope. And the word hope in the Bible, the Greek word is elpis. It means to wait, to anticipate, and usually with pleasure. Okay, that's the New Testament word, Elpis. And the Hebrew word, there are so many Hebrew words for hope. Many Hebrew words translated hope in English. But the familiar one is the word Yahal and Kawah. And both of these words means to wait, to anticipate, to expect. So sometimes the word hope is translated waiting. Okay? You wait, because that's the essence of hope. You really wait. You wait for something in the future. That is why Paul, in Romans 5:24 to 25, he said, For we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? Okay. But if we hope for what we do not see... We eagerly wait for it with perseverance. So sometimes people are confused with hope and faith. All right? Now, let me give you the difference. Hope is future, hope is what we want to experience, what we want to arrive at. Faith is the one that leads us there, faith is the present. Alright? And we need both. Alright? Because if if there is no hope for a better future, what's the use of your faith? See? So faith is the one that keeps us on the right direction. And that direction is towards our hope, our blessed hope. So hope is always connected with the future. Hope is always connected with what we do not see. Alright? And there in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, you find there the definition. Faith is what? The substance of things hoped for. See? And the certainty of what? Things that we do not see yet. See? So hope is future look. Hope is what we want to happen tomorrow because it's not yet here. So hope is very important because hope keeps us on the right direction. It keeps us looking forward to what God will do in our lives. Now, why is hope so important? Because none of us, none of us here know our future. Only God knows. We don't know what will happen after the service. We simply hope that it's going to be better and it's going to be all right. Amen? That's why we hope. Now, according to Dr. David Jeremiah, hope is the confident expectation of something good that is yet to come. It is the attitude of waiting upon God's promise and providence. So you are not just waiting for something. You are not, we are not just waiting for you know, the pie from the sky to fall. We're waiting on the promises of God. And if you remember, last Friday we said that our hope is not based on our wishes, but it's based on God's word. Amen? That's why it's important that we listen, we study the pure teaching of God's word. Now, what are some of the benefits of hope? That's what I want to share this morning. What does the Bible promise to those people who keep their hope in God. All right? So I'm going to share, there's so many, but I'm going to share the four major benefits of hoping in the Lord. Are you ready? All right, here's the first one. Hope stabilizes us in stormy seasons of life. Hope stabilizes us in stormy seasons of life. Now, here in the Philippines, how many seasons do we have? Do we have four seasons? We only have two. <laughs> if it's not dry, it's wet. <laughs> All right. But in our life as Filipinos, there are four seasons. There are seasons of life. There's a time for everything. And we know that as we enter the new year, we are already somehow anticipating that there's going to be storms ahead that's why we need hope because when we have hope it helps us what firm our grip that we know that even in this storm we can hang on to the lord because he will take care of us amen there's going to be storm physically spiritually emotionally there will be storm There will be storm in our families, in our marriage. There will be storm in our business. There will be storm in our church. But we know because we have hope, we can pursue life, you know, with confidence. Hebrews 6.19, our theme verse. How hope stabilizes us, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. Our hope, brethren, is likened to an anchor. And you know what's the purpose of an anchor. This is what we have studied last Friday. An anchor is important for two reasons. To secure the ship from drifting and to stabilize it during the storm. And friends, that's the same way with our spiritual life. Jesus Christ is the anchor, all right? And how do we do the anchor? You know, when, when we are in the middle of the ocean and, you know, when there are waves and sometimes what, what the, the captain would do is to what? To let loose the anchor, the purpose, so that no matter how the waves, you know, would sweep the, the ship, they are anchored. They, they stay where they are. They will not be drifted. And it will stabilize the ship. And friends, when storms come to our life, two things can happen. You know? It's either it will drift us away from God, or we can choose to remain where God is. And the only way we can remain where God is is to have our ship, our lives, connected to the anchor. Right? Now along the way, you know, in the storm, somehow the storm and the wind would drift, you know, the ship away from the anchor. But what do we do? We just pull the anchor or, or the, the chain and it will bring us back to the point where the anger is. Friends, that's the same way it works in our spiritual life. Whenever we have problems, whenever we encounter challenges in life, one of the things that will happen is that it will drift us away. And what we need to do is simply pull so that we will go back. the anchor as long as we are connected to the anchor our lives are going to be stable and friends the Bible tells us that our anchor is Jesus Christ and the Bible says he is firm and what and secure he is firm and secure he secures us from drifting away and he stabilizes our hearts our emotions So, what I want us to do this year, friends, is this. Whenever you face any kind of storm, make sure that your ship is connected to the anchor. I remember one cartoon, uh, you know, the the captain says, you know, let loose of the anchor, and they throw the anchor, the problem, they miss to have a chain connected to the anchor. (laughs) Voila, Useless. You see? The most important thing with having an anchor is that you need to have the chain connected to it. And friends, that chain that connects us to the anchor is our hope. That's why we always hope whenever there are trials in life, whenever there are trials in our family, we always hope that God will take care of us. And friends, for us Christians, that hope is certain. It's not just wishing. You know. It's not just psychological. You are not just saying to yourself, this will be good, this will be good. You know what? In our Christian life, things will be bad, will be bad, will be bad. But here's something true to the Christian life. We always hear this. With Christ, it's okay not to be Okay when you have Christ. It's wrong to say, you know, when you're a Christian, you should always be okay. When you're a Christian, you should not be terrified, you know? And some people think that as Christians, we don't have any rights to be stressed, we don't have any rights to be hurt, we don't have any rights to be tired. Of course, we we can be tired, we can be weary. And sometimes we even reach the point of giving up you know what as long as we are connected to the anchor it's okay that's why i love the song you know with christ in my vessel i can smile at the storm there will be storms and in order for us to to prepare and brace ourselves when these storms come this year make sure that jesus christ is connected to our lives, to your life. Number two, hope not only stabilizes us in the stormy seasons of life, but hope sustains us in the scorching seasons of life. Sometimes life, there are no storms, but life becomes so dry. I mean, have you experienced that? No, no crisis, no problem, but then so empty so dry you know you are dry spiritually right you are dry emotionally it's like what's happening there are there are times in life that we experience dryness but another another picture that that the Bible teaches us about hope, you know, not just an anchor, but another image used in the Bible is a tree planted beside streams of water. What a nice image, right? You know, can you imagine? You know, I wish waking up every morning seeing a nice tree beside the lake, okay? You know, God fulfills dreams. So, I still dream that, you know, I can see this tree beside streams of water, because that's how the Bible describes the Christian, the person who put his hope in the Lord. All right? Now turn your Bibles now to Jeremiah 17: five to eight. And here, Jeremiah is trying to compare two kinds of people: a person whose trust and hope is in himself, in things, in money and a person who hopes in the Lord. Look at this, verse 5. This is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. Isn't this a description of humanity today? We are so engrossed with ourselves with our capacity, with how we can do things, with our own power and pride that we think we don't need God. You know, in the Western world, they are slowly ignoring and abandoning faith in God. It's so interesting that some nations, nations who stood firm on the foundation of God's word are now beginning to abandon and to reject the very foundations of their national principles, the Bible. And the Bible warns us, curse! That's what we get. If you remember last last Friday, I, I quoted... Rick Warren's statement, what happens to society when they reject God? You know what happens? Truth is trivialized. Immorality is popularized. Everything becomes sexualized. See? God is minimized. That's what will happen, friends. Curse. They are like the, sun, the, the stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for future. You see? That's the description. Again, people who trust themselves, who trust in their own capacity, people without hope, notice this, they are like stunted shrub. They will live in the barren wilderness in an, an inhabited salty land. In other words there's just barrenness there is just what deadness there's no life and by the way friends this is blinding because these people don't realize it they think they're happy they think that with their wealth with their pleasure they think they're so happy but now you know what that's how the devil wants them to be You know, they're happy, but inside, it is slowly sapping out their energy. And time will come. It's just a matter of time. They will fall ground zero into what? Depression. Suicidal tendencies. Why? Because there's no hope. But verse 7, but blessed, right? blessed that's the greatest contrast here you know people who don't hope in God are cursed but people who trust in God whose hope is in the Lord they are blessed but blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope notice what the Bible says if we make God our hope and confidence we are blessed How are we blessed? Verse 8 gives us here the description on how we are being sustained by our hope in God. Look at verse 8. Number one, first, they are like a tree planted along riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. I call this permanence. There is permanence in our living. There is permanence. Why? You, you are planted. You are deeply rooted. And, and while you are rooted, you have the connection to the source. And friends, this refers to our relationship with God. Brethren, I hope that this year, we make it our goal to be rooted in Christ, to be rooted in His Word, because that's what we need. A tree that is deeply rooted will be permanent. No storm can trip them off. And friends, it's the same thing with your life and with my life. If our hope and confidence is in Jesus alone, no amount of drought can scare us. Amen? Because there will be drought. Sometimes drought happens, physical, financial drought, spiritual drought so we are planted such tree are not take note are not i love this part not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought friends last year i'm sure those you know those months of lockdown they were considered as what <laughs> drought and those of us who put our hope in the lord we are not bothered by it we were not scared yes we were affected but we trust that god will sustain us and he did amen that's why during the pandemic the christians are the people who did not just survive but they thrive because the pandemic only brought us closer to the roots And there are trees, you know. There are trees. I've learned there are certain kinds of trees that, you know, even though the water supply is is very deep, deep down, you know, somehow these trees have the capacity to to know and they really bring their roots go down so that they could touch. So no matter how dry from the surface, they survive you know why because their roots have the capacity to really reach the very source of the water beneath friends that's the christian who hope in the lord we are not bothered we are not worried yes we are affected and i call this you know a christian who hopes in the lord is always positive we always display a positive disposition toward circumstances you are not bothered and the third it says here their leaves stay green and they never or they never stop producing fruit i call this productivity a christian who hopes in the lord will always be productive and i saw this last year amen during the pandemic, during the pandemic, we saw Christians sharing. We saw Christians giving. Can you imagine this? When other people were trying to hoard because we were they were afraid, you know. Oh you pandemic, no? We might be running out of supply. But we saw Christians during the pandemic giving out. Why? Because those who hope in the Lord will never stop producing fruit. The more we give, the more God gives. Amen? Productivity. So know this. If our hope in the Lord, we are sustained so that we, are, we remain permanent, positive, and productive. Hope sustains us during these scorching seasons. So friends, there will be a drought this year. You know, I am not an official forecaster. (laughs) But I think there will be drought. And those who hope in the Lord are ready for it. Amen? We are ready. Number three, hope strengthens us in strenuous seasons of life. Hope strengthens us. So there are seasons that dry there are seasons that are storm there are seasons that we are just tired <laughs> See there are seasons that we just work 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 and we we get tired Another picture given in the Bible is the eagle The eagle An eagle is known as the king in the air It's it never tires of soaring and flying Where does an eagle get its strength? (laughs) That's the third image the Bible gives us about those who hope in the Lord. Isaiah 40, verse 30, 31, very familiar verse. Even youth grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. The Bible acknowledges that. Even youth, and we know youth, they always have the energy. We always say, where do these young people get all their energy? They stay up late. And yet, they can still party, party. They're always, you know. There was a time that I felt and experienced that. I had all the energy. You know, I can do overnight prayer meeting, and then the next day camp, I can do that. But now, (laughs) okay, there was a time in my life that I had that, you know, stage of denial because i feel like you know i'm still the youth i'm still the youth pastor i'm still kuyamak but the bar, the verse tells the verse tells me even you pastor mak you can grow tired you know weary you know you stumble and fall yes but here's the good news but those notice this those who hope in the lord in some other translation those who wait in the lord same word those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. That's so great. You know what the Bible is saying? We get tired because of work. We get tired because of the things we do. It, it really, it's, it's like it's, it's sucking up energy in our lives. But you know what? The Bible says, as I wait on the Lord, the Lord replenishes my strength. Amen. So is it okay to get tired? It's okay to get tired. As long as you get tired waiting for God to replenish. He will renew your strength. And, and there are again benefits here. Three benefits again I see. Right? When, when, when we hope in the Lord, God strengthens us and there are three results You know, when we are strengthened. First, we will soar on wings like eagle. In other words, we are what? Rising above our circumstance. That's the image of the eagle. You know the picture of an eagle soaring high? It has what? It has what? Eight degrees vision. It can see everything. That's why we have these words, you have a bird's eye view. An eagle's eye view. Friends, when we get tired, God gives us the energy so that we can soar above our circumstance and we cannot be overwhelmed by it. The next is that they will run and not grow weary. God gives us the the strength to what? To run the race of life. And many times in the New Testament, life is what? It's likened to running, race, according to Paul. Keep on running. How can Christians continue running despite being tired and weary? Where do we get the strength? Because our hope is in the Lord. Our hope is that God will replenish our strength. So brethren, if you're tired today, it's all right. Look forward to the strength of the Lord. He will replenish your strength. So from, notice here, the, not the progression, what, what's the opposite of progression? <laughs> because first you are flying, now you are running, look at the third. Notice this? You now walk. Walking. What's the idea there? The idea is that sometimes in life, we can be flying, in other words, we have all the energy to soar, and then we run, but then the walking here has something to do with what? You are now rested. We can now walk with Jesus. You know? Slowly. And having what? You know, conversation. You talk. When a person is walking, you are relaxed. That's the point here. So God is giving us the strength when we hope in the Lord, when we trust and when we look forward to His strength. You know what God leads us to? He leads us to a relaxed and quiet walk with him. See, well, there's a hymn, just a closer, closer walk with thee. See? That's that's what Isaiah is talking about. When we hope in the Lord, He will replenish and He gives us moments to relax so that we don't faint. Amen. And then fourth, lastly, hope satisfies us in sorrowful seasons of life. There will be times in our lives when we are sorrowful, but God satisfies our heart. Amen? Look at the fourth image, a deer from the anchor. What's the second? A tree planted besides the stream and there's the eagle the third image given by the Bible describing a person who trusts in the Lord is a deer look at Psalm 42 as the deer pants for streams of water so my soul pants for you my Lord the other word for pants there is long and that's the idea you wait The deer, why is the deer used here? Because the deer, they can travel for miles. And what what is their inspiration? What keeps them running? Because they said that they have this keen sense that they can hear and even smell water. So that keeps them running. It's for the water. And friends, that's the picture. Hoping is like that we may experience sad moments in our lives but god wants us to long to long for his consolation to long for his comfort because when we find him he satisfies us amen that's why in verse 5 why my soul are you downcast why so disturbed within me this is this is talking of a person who is deeply burdened by what sorrows and pains in life and this is a good exercise by the way you know you don't just get this in modern psychology you get this in biblical psychology you know sometimes when we go through pain it's important you know doc, psychologists would would give you this this uh, this sort of exercise when you go through pain and sadness that you're about to be you know depressed there's what they call a self talk <laughs> you talk to yourself and that's what the psalmist is teaching us here the psalmist is downcast you see Maki, why why are you so angry why why are you so burdened you no know? and you know what what he's saying sometimes we let people teach us, but here, allow yourself to teach yourself. Young on si here. Put your hope in God. All right? Mackie, why are you sad? Why is your spirit so downcast? Put your hope in God. Friends, it's important. Sometimes it's even necessary to preach to ourselves. To preach to ourselves. Why are you acting that way? You know you're a Christian. Hope in the Lord. For I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Notice this. He was downcast and then he had this self-talk. Then he went back to the first person. I will praise him. You see? The idea there is this. He went back to the first verse because he was like this deer downcast because he is so thirsty but now that he says put your hope in the lord you can regain your strength and you can sing see for i will yet praise him my savior and my god friends we can only sing during our sorrowful moments when we are hoping in the lord It's so hard to sing praises to God when you are sorrowful. Only people with God can do that. You can really, really sing praises to God because you know He is your hope. Amen? So those are the four important benefits why we need to hope. Why keep on hoping? It stabilizes us. It sustains us it strengthens us and it satisfies us when we are downcast so therefore what should we do friends what must I and you do with this year 2021 our answer is in Psalms 39 verse 7 but now Lord what do I look for Lord I'm here in this third day of the year what do I look for same thing self-talk you answer yourself my hope is in you lord amen my hope is in you i will not allow my soul to be distracted i will not let my soul to be broken by what you know people say about this year i only listen to what you say lord because my hope is in you and brethren hope is not just belief. It's not just something that you become positive. No, first and foremost, hope is a person. We are talking here of Jesus Christ. Amen? Because that is what Paul says. When Paul wrote to Timothy, Paul, an apostle, Christ Jesus, by the command of God, our Savior, and of Christ Jesus, our hope. Friends, Don't ever forget that. When we give hope, when we share hope to people, hope is Jesus Christ. He is the only hope. We are not talking here of some nice things in the future. We are talking here of being with Christ because that is hope. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for these wonderful benefits. This will keep us going. This will keep us excited Lord because we have something good to accomplish, we have something good to receive from you Lord hoping in you is not in vain in fact it's the greatest thing we can do every day every moment of our life when we put our hope in you Lord maybe there are people here this morning or watching right now in this live telecast maybe you have some problems maybe your life today is so dark or maybe so scorched so dry let me offer to you one solution jesus christ call on him reach out to him he is the anchor of our soul he is the anchor of your soul the bible says all who call on the name of the Lord, shall be saved. Jesus Christ will save you from whatever situation you are in today. Call on him, and he will be there for you. Amen and amen.